Hey, folks, sorry about last week. Sorry. There you go. There's the laugh man there. Uh, this is episode 17, covering Mad Max Fury Road in honor of our Australian listener who wrote us in to say we're doing a great job. And just for clarity's sake, you'll, we, already, we'll, we will say this in the pod. We, he actually requested Revenge of the Nerds. Can't think of two more different films. But we will be doing Revenge of the Nerds as soon as we can find it on a streaming service. Yeah, we'll get Revenge of the Nerds going in a future episode. <coughs> I had a thought. Sorry for the coughing. We're in the kitty cat room. <coughs> it's not her room, per se. Well, we're in the kitty cat area. Yeah. I had a thought about Revenge of the Nerds. Is that a movie that you could make in 2018? Yeah, but it, it would be, I think it would be more subtle. Well, here's what I was thinking. Because they go so over the top with the nerds. If you go just general, Revenge of the Nerds is a story about underdogs winning against white alpha male types. Sure. And they have a black gay guy in their group. Yeah, it would totally be made. 100%. And that made me think, like, you know, when they were filming, they're like, listen, we can have a black guy or a gay guy. We're not going to have both. Plus, the Lambda Lambda Lambas were an all-black fraternity. Right. I just like the idea of a producer going, what if we had a gay black guy? Hmm, interesting. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. I like what you're saying there. <laughs> the rest of them are white men? All right, then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we'll touch on that later, so save up your good uh, potable thoughts. Yeah, fair warning. We we, uh, we got into politics again on this one. We do that every few episodes where we just decide... Well, we try to, to tie it in. I mean... It was tied in to an extent. Mortem, Joe, Biff, they're all president now. Yeah. <laughs> You'll figure that out. It comes up organically when it does. To be clear, we never set out to make an episode and shit on the tr- the Trump presidency. Sometimes it just falls out. Lying cocksucker. Like, you liberal Like diarrhea. <laughs> like, like food poisoning diarrhea. Sometimes it just falls out of your body. This was your whole... This, I, I'm slowly figuring out that this was your goal. Yeah. You're trying to turn this into an anti-Trump podcast. You got me. And you sucked me in and started showing me my favorite films and <laughs> buying me fried chicken and wings. And here we are. Well, we split that cost, but yeah. <laughs> I do like that part. I'll suffer through your, your terrible political podcast just for the wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. But yeah, this is 17 covering Mad Max Fury Road a bit and <laughs> other things as well. Hey, look at it this way. No masturbation. You sure? Well, no, we talked about your dick being upset with you. But that was part of my Dick's Me Too movement. That's a different thing. <laughs> um, we'll get into that later. Sure. But yeah, we, a lot of things, we, we, we steered away from some of the other stuff. Too, I think Randy right? Newman makes a very brief appearance. We tried to keep him in, and he, still, he still will not let go of if, No Toy Story 4. So. If you listened last week and loved Randy Newman, he... Sticks his head in for a quick hello. He's not in nearly as much as he was. Tried to week. cover some shine down. I think I can't remember. I don't, I don't recall. Yeah, but uh, listen, this is episode seventeen. If you've listened this far, you you generally know what you're in for, and that was this episode. As per usual. Sorry. Go ahead. We went all over the map, covered all kinds of subject matter, made fun of the president, made fun of political hypocrisy. Um, really took a jab at Australia. You're welcome there, Matt. Uh, we love Australia. Uh, do like, do share, do comment. Um, 
pretty soon we will have, I promise we will have our social media up. I've seen a few people looking at it here and there. Um, but keep coming back. I mean, there's, um, it's a great thing that we're seeing so many listeners. Sorry, there's a trailer on the TV for something and Bill Paxton's in it. With Vince Vaughn. And Bill Paxton's no longer with us, I know. so I want to know what this did is. Did that hit you hard? <clears throat> it did. I like Bill Paxton. Oh, well, who doesn't? But Vince Vaughn in it with that fucking terrible haircut? I think, I know that we <clears throat> have to do Revenge of the Nerds because Matt has requested it, and he is our one Australian listener. He's a super fan. Uh, clearly. Yeah. But having just seen Bill Paxton, I'm thinking if we can pull it off for episode 18, I want to do Tombstone. That's a tough one. Really? Why is that a tough one? Well, it's one of my top ten favorite films of all time, but I don't... Is that a potable film? I have two guns. <laughs> one well, for each of them. You could do the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, you could do... <laughs> we can just wait till every time Doc Holliday comes on the screen if you want, but... Uh... Uh, drunk piano player. You're probably so drunk you're seeing devil. There's so many good people in that movie. Hey. <clears throat> 17 was a blast. 17 was fun. Welcome back after we... we Two-week hiatus. Yeah, we were gone for two weeks. You didn't know that. You still got your content. You're welcome, superfan Brian. Um, <laughs> no but, critiques? <clears throat> nope, no critiques. Wow. Just big fan of Randy Newman. If we just throw Randy of, Newman into everything, we won't get any more like, well, you got that wrong. You would have never... <laughs> I would have never guessed it, but a lot of positive feedback on the heavy Randy Newman. Concept. Also, we didn't mention the famous country group, Mississippi-Alabama Line. <laughs> so you're thinking of Texas or Arkansas oh Texarkana <laughs> right right Texarkana line the Texarkana boys I think it is yeah Sorry. that's that's them they're the ones <laughs> I wrote down your windows eat some bluebell ice cream it's Saturday night we're wearing our jeans we're gonna get a fuck on fuck on sometimes we hang in Florida sometimes we hang in Georgia Either way, we're going to eat bluebell ice cream, bedazzled jeans. <laughs> Football. <laughs> Light beer, pickup truck, Woo! truck nuts. Anyways. Hey, they're singing about shit I like. <laughs> oh, we're right. not pandering, we swear. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enjoy episode 17. We'll see you next week for 18. W-F-U-C-K. The BAM! What are you talking about? The White Kings? These are uh, War Boys. War Boys. Oh shit, we've started. Moppy. <laughs> That's part of the fun. WFUCK! With a bam here in a brand new studio. <laughs> we moved downstairs. <laughs> no echo. Carpet on the ground. Carpet on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Slightly Sorry. smaller television. Sorry about last week, too. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe better sound quality. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I accidentally bumped this guy down. I'm going to bump him up a little oh, smidgen. There we go. Smidge. That's where that normally goes. Yeah. Feels uh, like it's been a while. Well, it's it's been two weeks. Yeah, kind of it's a long time. Yeah. We uh, 
you know, we, we may, I don't know if we'll mention it in the intro or not, but it's pretty cool that we A have, lot has happened. We have verified, we have proof, written yep. proof, that we do, in fact, have an Australian listener. You know, what's crazy is that not only do we have proof, but he emailed, I mean, come on. Yeah, emailed well, to basically say, hey, liking the show, asked that we watch Revenge of the Nerds. And we will, sir. And we will. We're not doing it today because... One, I don't own it, and two, I can't find a streamable version. Yeah, we got to figure out a way to, to get it. There's no doubt between Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, and everything else, there's no doubt access to it online. But because we're in, um, you know, Studio B, <laughs> we're limited in terms of what we can watch. There's no smart TV down here. We have. But Matt, we promise you that the line "We've got Bush" will definitely be heard soon. <laughs> He'll get that. Yeah, yeah. Well, wear our who farted shirts <laughs> for that one. Always. Yeah, there's been a lot that's uh, happened. Yeah, I believe, we were, I believe we were saying that Matt in Australia won the phrase the that pays. The phrase that pays. Last week. <laughs> we're going to need you to make your way on down to Atlanta to pick up your free copy of Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> it's a signed copy, though, so make your way from Perth <laughs> all the way on the outback. Yeah, we got the guy from ER to sign it came in and... <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one, though. We couldn't get the. Uh, oh God! Let's clear this up real quick so they understand why. Oh, yeah, in honor of our Australian stage. listener, yes. we're, we're watching Mad Max Fury Road, which doesn't really honor our Australian <laughs> listener so much as it's just like an homage yeah. to our yeah. the actor. You mean this isn't what Australia's like? <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. Surely this is what Perth looks like. I don't. I don't think so. I think Perth's a lovely, developed city. I, I don't believe. know. I'm. I'm picturing uh, bald white teenagers and uh, and 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 a mutant guy with bleach blonde hair. Where is he getting the bleach? I mean, this is the apocalypse. How's he keeping his hair so white? I was gonna say sun ble- sun bleach, but he doesn't spend a great deal of time in the sun. What do they call that? Isn't that called like a cod piece? Something like that. You can call it a cod piece if you want, I what? suppose. That's a scary... Like, if you if you bend over a little too hard, you're going to poke yourself hard. Perth looks very nice. <laughs> I know that this I is mean, not... It's like, a, it's like a much nicer city than Atlanta. There's greens and tall buildings and... It's funny, like, b- because of movies, your perception as a kid of Australia is just desert outback. Well, and, not everything's Crocodile Dundee. I know, but that's your perception... <laughs> Until you actually like look up cities, like oh. it's like oh, hey, actually Australia's got a lot of green. It's the capital and the largest city in the Western Australia. I didn't know Perth was the capital. It's just uh, maybe of Western Australia. I don't know, mm. but it's like a very nice. You're a very lucky guy. Matt would, if he hasn't caught on already, might be interested to know that both my children are named after Australia. Yes, they are. Adelaide and Albury. So yeah, lots of Australia so on this episode. Geesh. It's very nice. Actually, this is just an accent. <laughs> I'm from Conyers, Georgia. That was the best moment at the Renaissance Festival. Like, if Matt, if Matt knew about Conyers, Georgia, though, like, <laughs> just how good the accent was yeah. for it to be pulled off. And the- no, 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 I'm from Conyers. No, no, no. I, this is just an accent. I do it for the show. <laughs> yeah, I was at the, I'm from Conyers. Was at the Renaissance Festival, and those people will not break character. Talking to this guy about pewter mugs for like a half an hour. I was like, man, I gotta ask. Like, where are you from? He's like, I know this is just an accent. I'm not actually from anywhere. I, I grew up in Conyers. This is just an accent. <laughs> Conyers. All right. Well, okay. What do you really sound like? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> this is what I sound like when I'm here. Well, actually, I think... Okay. Not only is, for him, it's not about not breaking character. It's about 
not going back to a deep area of sadness in his soul <laughs> because, because when of he, yeah when he when he talks like himself it's very you know hey man you know I was born in Rockdale County uh, yeah it was all right my mama my mama ran away from my daddy well you, you step over little should be a little pull up well you're gonna have to step on it step it, where it's got like one of those See, the, follow the cord, and there's a little step. Oh, no, the phone. Oh, now oh, the sound no. quality just went to hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, the truth, I you asked me to you asked me to turn off the lamp to keep the room cool. But I tried to do this before. But it's also, I also did it because I realized I normally can't see you that well. Yeah. And the light's shining right on. Like It's got to be sad. I'm getting a heavy view. It's just sad. <laughs> Damn, that makes me like, feel sad. <laughs> It's like I'm not used to it being. Well, you this always bright. catch me most post shitty meal too, so I'm probably like at my like. <laughs> I'm the I'm the ogre you do a podcast with. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for always coming to my house because I can't leave. I just ate some oldest chicken and took a shit. I always rock back and forth when I talk. <laughs> oh my god, I love doing Quasimodo voice. Oh god, as long as, as long as you don't get Randy Newman's version of Quasimodo <laughs> Moto today. Well, I'm like I, it's like a mix of Quasimodo and the the humpback guy from Three Hundred. That's oh yeah, I can fight. <laughs> <laughs> Lift your other arm. Oh, fuck, fuck off then. <laughs> I'll go find the Persians. <laughs> right, no, that's a good I'm going to go get bathed in oil by, by women with gold chains hanging out of them. The nipples and that are attached to everything else. Yeah, I know, like, that whole Persian scene in that movie is supposed to be, like, enticing, but I just can't help it. Like, Ugh, it's so greasy. Yeah, they like all, all the oil. Well, everybody was, you know. I know, but just everybody all the, was generally all the, sweaty. The face piercings and the. What movie? What movie is it where Oliver Plot tells tell? I think it's I think it's that movie Year One. Did you see that movie Year One? <laughs> Did not. I think in Year One they're like they've sort of fast forwarded to like Roman biblical times, and Oliver Plot has like more chest hair. Are than you talking about Oliver Platt? Yeah. Okay. How do you you say Platt? I well, say it's Platt. P L A T T. Well, when I met him, he told me it's Plot. Okay, well, I mean, we can call that bullshit train <laughs> off the rail. Because that's... It's all no, 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 We're tight. We text. Okay. Then you've been missaying his name, and he's just a nice enough... Because that is him. He's a very nice guy. <laughs> I don't think he'd be like, hey, it's Platt, dickhead. He's, yeah. He probably tells people, I know this guy. Yeah. He calls me Oliver Plot. It's just... Yeah. It's Plot. who I am now. That's who I am. <laughs> he's got thick chest hair, and he tells Michael Sarah. You there, boy, come rub me with oil. And he just oh. has this, like, a genie lamp that he just dumps on his chest hair. And it's like, God, that was a thing. Like, people did do that. And then, like, there's, no, there's no dial soap to get it off when you're done. You I just, don't think that happened. You're just living in oil. Ima- imagine these people. Post-nuclear washout, Mad Max, you're in the, what do they call this land? Uh, I don't remember what they call the... Land, but the reason everybody's so deformed <laughs> is from nuclear fallout. Oh, wait, I know that, but I'm saying, like, didn't it have a name? It was like, I can't remember. I think they said it at the beginning. I don't know, but I love that they call gas guzzoline. Guzzoline. G U Z. Guzzoline. Like, well, I think we talked about this in kind of a build up that we might be doing that. Oh, God. That, uh, where, where did they get all the gas? 
Where'd they get all the gas? Where is uh, Emoten Joe getting the bleach to keep his hair white? Uh, How do they keep those breast-milking ladies so fat? Well, they, I mean, they get their their priorities. You know, they were just true. Jo- they were just joking on the radio that if you're going to be part of Kim Jong Un's limousine running crew, you know, it's probably one of the best jobs in North Korea to have because in order to run that much, you have to eat. Eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, even though they're probably exhausted whenever they get where they're going and probably couldn't do anything to defend him, they've got a full stomach. <laughs> So there's that. But yeah, uh, yeah, everybody's... It's a tough movie to watch in retrospect. Just with the... It's how good it is, though. They found these people. <laughs> like, that guy right there is tough. I Like, when you see the little guy on the, on the oxygen and he's deformed and in some sort of makeshift uh, wheelchair, it's like, you really wonder, like, this is the apocalypse. Like, how did this guy make it? Yeah, well... Like... This guy, I would not bet on this guy. <laughs> this guy is not my this kind of guy. This is not my kind of guy. Excuse me. Where did he, another question for Immortem Joe, where did he find all these beautiful women? Uh, yeah. That's, his breeders, as yeah. they call them. Where, yeah. where, did he, where did he get these women? His wives. I don't know, but a couple of them, all of them, they're pretty good looking. Every single one of them is good looking. Yeah. They're not deformed. Like it's another kind of a. Not a I won't call it a hole. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I. And where did this lady get all the body tattoos? Like she's got a full suit of small type. I might add. Like that's you're taking your in time a post, there. In a post apocalyptic nuclear fallout, maybe there's like just different types of tattoos. <laughs> Bless you. I think that's the first. Oh, I wish you could hear sound because my favorite, maybe. My f- favorite part of this film is the score, the track, yeah. the, this, the musicians, the drums. The, yeah, I like the guy that's the def- the faceless, suspended yeah. heavy metal Guitarist. guitar player. Everything about that aspect of this film, because when you, when I, I'll be honest, I didn't see it until, man, I didn't see the movie until after the, it got nominated for so many Academy Awards. It, it just looked so hokey to me when yeah. I saw the preview. Not uh, me, this was a gotta go see it in the theater. I know. Looks cool I, as shit. I, and I would have done it in retrospect, but uh, yeah, I saw it. It was just nominated for so many Academy Awards. And not that that's like an indicator at this day and age that you're going to be dealing with a good film because I've definitely seen some duds yeah. after seeing some Academy Award press. But uh, this came on HBO and I was like, I'm no, no losing here. And it was just incredible. But really, it was one of those films where not just the pace and the movement, but the the sounds, the music, the yeah. the way everything interplays on, on 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 itself. The soundtrack, but not just the soundtrack, but the sounds of the guzzoline and the explosions yeah. and the engines and the gunfire. It all like adds up. Yeah. I don't know. This this is a movie like where I as soon like I saw it in the theater, and then as soon as it was out, I went and bought it and watched it like twice in a weekend. Yeah, it's like it's just so good, and I was just. Funny enough, just watching like a like I started some YouTube video that was breaking down something completely unrelated, and then it just you know it starts auto playing whatever's next, and it jumped to uh, theories about movies like like theories people have about movies like how The Shining is Stanley Kubrick's apology for faking the moon landing, you know like wild theories oh, like wait, that. Wait wait wait. <laughs> Never heard I'll that? Google it. I don't want to take too much time. There's off. a whole documentary on Netflix called Room 237. I've heard about that. That's, but that's I, all about how 
The Shining is an apology for faking the moon landing. Basically, I'm sorry I did that. Here's a badass movie to say I'm sorry. Because there's all these different things that that uh, are supposedly like Easter eggs about faking the moon landing. I'll have to. I'll give you an example. The carpet, the famous carpet in the hotel, is patterned after what the launch pad looks like when you go up in the rocket. Okay. And there's a scene in the movie when, what's the kid's name, Danny? Yeah. When he's he's on that carpet playing and he's wearing a blue sweater with a NASA rocket on it and he stands up real slow. There's all these things where people have dug in real deep to, to point out all of these hints at the moon landing being fake and the movie being uh, Stanley Kubrick's apology for it. All right. Well, I'm going to have to... You do a lot of reading, but it's... People have been real serious about it. But when I got to this, there's a, there's a theory that uh, Max is death and the other three villains the other, are the other three horsemen of the apocalypse. Okay. And, that, and they're pointing out things like when he, when he goes off by himself and kills the bullet farmer and you don't see any of that. Uh, you know, he's just that good because he is death. He brings death wherever he goes. So there's a whole theory about how Emote and Joe, the bullet farmer, the people eater, and Mad Max are all the the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Okay, that's more, to me, that's more. <laughs> well, it's only more believable in the sense that it is kind of an apocalyptic movie. Yeah, but and, and it's none of that's real. Like, you know, you can, you can, wait, it's, you're drawing what? it into a more. <laughs> I thought this was Australia. <laughs> Hey, Matt, do us a favor. <laughs> like, take a picture of your backyard and just text it to us. <laughs> he wants visual proof. Because I am I am convinced that there are polecats throwing uh, <laughs> hand grenades as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, is, I don't want to offend our only Australian listener. Uh, if, if but he's, he's been around this long. If he's, yeah, if he's listened all the way up through 16, he knows our humor. Oh, well, I'll, um, on that note, speaking Matt, of deformed and go ahead. I was going to say, Matt, spread the word, you know, get some more Australian, Australian listeners. listeners. That'd be, we'll, we'll start watching all kinds of Australian Just stuff. picture this, like what if we got so famous that like, the, you know, the country of Australia is just like, uh, this pod thing of ours, you got to come do a live show here. Well, you know, that's how some of these guys that do the, uh, that make money off, you know, YouTube channels, now they do. They make just as much money traveling yeah. and doing live shows. I've always There's wanted to go. Kristen had one of her uncles used to have a place in New Zealand and he used to always invite us out there. And I'm like, man, I'd love to come, but that's like 18 hours away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't even, I can't even begin to imagine how we could afford to pay for that travel. I, I'm pretty sure this was real. I did a little bit of verification. But me and Leah talked about it many years ago. Australia was basically saying they were going to pay you to come live in a place if you could teach. Oh, yeah. Because they... Is that how you ended up at Prague? Well, it was a long stretch. Yeah. Kind of circled back. But it was like... It was pretty much the outback that... I mean, probably not as outback as we think of outback. Yeah. But it was out there. And it, they were seeing a deep, deep population in... Uh, Oh, depopulation, there's not enough teachers, there's not, not enough of a lot of things, but it was like a house for free, basically money to come there, and then a job. And we were looking at it, and I was like, that sounds pretty cool to me. I mean, yeah. And we just never went through with it. And then you wake up one morning, and there's a spider the size of a wall clock <laughs> in your bed. Well, the description did say, like, 
fair warning. Like you're not, you're not. You're not. You will wake up with snakes and scorpions and clock spiders and. Hey. If you don't like tiny fishes <laughs> crawling into your pee hole, uh, there's an aborigine man that comes with the house. <laughs> now he, we're taking it all away. He wakes you up with a, with the sultry sounds of a didgeridoo. <laughs> actually, I wouldn't be too bad. That actually, I'd be like, there's, there's a. Oh, good morning. <laughs> can you can you put white paint on me? That looks so cool. <laughs> No, actually, one of my all-time favorite television shows is Summer Heights High. Have you ever heard of this? HBO ran it here. It was on ABC down there, Australian broadcast. Um, But it's got a guy's name. It's not our ABC. Not our ABC. But the guy's name was Chris Lilly, and he plays... It all takes place in one high school, Summer Heights, Mm -hmm. and there's three different storylines, and he plays all three of the main characters. So you had Mr. Gregson, Greg Gregson, who was the... Op- not openly gay, but certainly gay. Right. But they never really touch on it. And he's like this very, just drama teacher. Uh, welcome to Mr. G's room, G's room, G's room. Like he's very, <laughs> spin around, Chinaman. Like he does all these shows. They're very okay. inappropriate at the same time. Like <laughs> he's like, he says he can smell drugs on the kids. And he goes, I just use my nose. It's good. Smell them. And my mom used to say when I was very young, I was always very, very good singer. I, most kids say, Mom. I would say, Mom. <laughs> At a very young age. And then the, the other two characters were Jamae, who was a private school girl who came to this public school on an exchange program, and she's just a total bitch. Just classic high school bitch. Even worse, though, and she's just... It, it, it is a spinoff. She was so good. And then my favorite is Jonah Takalua. Jonah Takalua. He's from Tonga, fresh off the boatman. <laughs> they call him. Like, he's, he takes on that fob role because over there, I guess there's a negative connotation to that. But he's like, "Yeah, I'm fob. What fob?" But he's also totally disrespectful to his teachers. You know, he's like, "Fuck you, miss." He said, "What'd you say, Jonah?" Nothing. I said, "Fuck you, miss." Puck with a P. Puck you. <laughs> is that your total? Just... So this is like adv- this is advanced humor on television, kind of like The Office and Ricky Gervais, like. Because yeah, I would U- put him in that category. In the U.S., you don't have in, in you, you, it took a it took a while for U.S. TV comedies to get to the level of funny as a Ricky Gervais. What you're talking about? Yeah, Faulty Towers comes to mind. Like that British Australian in this case humor, where it's just like it's next level dry. It is, but this one was uh, it won here. Like HBO saw something in it. Really? To produce it and bring it here. It was a big part. They, they did really well. I heard about it from a friend of mine. It's all word of mouth. And she gave me the DVD. She knew it was actually white when Leah broke up with me. I was in a very dark place. This Leah? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. How, how did you get... Well, we'll come back to that. <laughs> Anyways, I was in a very dark place. And my friend was like, this will... My, this girl I knew, she was like, this will help you. And I was like, who gives someone a DVD? <laughs> like, give me a hand job. Is Don't this, give me a DVD. Is this porn? <laughs> Is there's like a funny case, but I open it up and it's actually like Backdoor Bandits Part Nine? Like if, I don't. If this isn't porn, <laughs> like I'm gonna need porn. this to be porn. <laughs> and one of those rubber vaginas that you can buy at Starship. Flashlights, baby. No, but she, with the shower she, mount. She gave me this thing. I, you come into something, you have no expectation, and it is very. I, I can. I guess you can only call it Australian humor, but it's just fucking priceless. Like Jonah. And his little grand gang of Tongans, you know, they're, they're definitely a group to themselves. They're yeah. Islander kids, they're, but they're into break dancing and doing stupid shit. 
and he they be they get called in the office for beating up a, a redheaded kid. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's a liar, sir. He's a fucking ranger. Then he's like, Jonah, what did you just say? He's a, he's a ranger, sir. What's that? A rangatang, red hair. Come on. <laughs> he's like, I didn't. He's like, Jonah. He says you threw his backpack over the rail, mate. He's like, he's a fucking liar, sir. I was, it was just like punked. Watch a TV show. Fucking ranger. <laughs> he just starts punching the kid. He says, sorry, Jonah. Sorry, fucker. Just slugs and run. <laughs> no, Jonah. So I guess they can say fuck on ABC. In I don't know if they could say it on the like the maybe it's different, but on the HBO when it came to HBO, it's well, it's I mean, unrated. shampoo commercials in the UK have boobies in them. Like there's just like what? <laughs> oh man, America's so fucked. I was talking about we were talking about that actually this past weekend up at my up in North Georgia for the wedding because we were. You know, we, Kristen and I don't really, I mean, we, to an extent we watch what we say, but we're not like super crazy about not swearing around the kids. Cause I'm kind of, I kind of have that, that UK approach to it of like, in the UK, nudity is not, is not this taboo thing. Like there's titties and shampoo commercials and kids just grow up with it. Yeah. So by the time they're teenagers, like, I, like Playboy wouldn't have done well there. <laughs> because it's like it's tits like we see those in those are tits mate see that every day see that in soap commercials like they're just boobs and so in that same sense I'm like you know let's get a look at that Connie though <laughs> <laughs> we're like uh, we're, we're in the pool there's a pool at the house we were staying at and a storm was coming and and one of us was like, ah, go away, you damn storm. And like two seconds later, Adelaide just gets up like, go away, you damn storm. <laughs> and it was so funny. It's like, you know what? It, you know, she used it the right way. Yeah. And she's copying us. You know, when she, uh, when she drops things at home, sometimes she says shit and she says it the, you know, like, ah, shit. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, that's. She's okay. not just walking around saying shit. She this just, is some fucked up shit. <laughs> she, you know, she just dropped one of her toys. She's obviously shit. frustrated by it. And she just kind of went, shit. shit. And it's funny. And what's really funny is when she and Albie are playing together and you'll hear her go, Albie, what the hell? <laughs> Gotta have to hear that. It, it's what not, the hell? It hasn't happened lately, but it's funny when it does. Oh, I gotta you, hear this. You talking about the kid's backpack getting thrown reminds me of one of the most elaborate pranks I ever pulled in high school. I, I took German in high school. Hey, me too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't remember hardly any of it other than Schlagzana. Deutsch ist langweilig. It's boring. Schlagzana, I believe, is whipped cream. Let me ask you this before you continue <laughs> your story. If you could go back in time, you'd pay attention in German, wouldn't you? Uh, You would. Probably so. Well, you know what I would do? I didn't do it then because I was just a butthole and didn't want to do anything. I would have gone on the Germany trip because there was a Germany trip. How much was that, though? Like $5,000? I mean, Actually, it wasn't that expensive. Really? But also, in hindsight, you know, like part of me thinks, like, I would have gotten to go overseas, which I've never done. Yeah. But it would have been one of those shitty things where, you know, the teacher and her, you know, aide come around and, and put uh, masking tape on your door so they can see if you opened it at any point in the night. And it's like, you're not going to get to go out and like find some, you know. You're not getting into German, German shyster videos while you're here. No, it's like, ah, we're here, we're 18, let's go find some German prostitutes yeah. and drink beer because it's legal here. Because she even said that. She was like, I know what all of you were thinking. The drinking age is different over there. Yeah. That's not going to happen. I'm like, well, just take all the fun right out. <laughs> what are you going to do? Make us go to a bunch of museums and learn Who more German? Who wants to go German? to Dachau without a buzz? Come on. <laughs> but anyways, 
she was out for like two weeks, our German teacher. And because it's German, it's hard to get a legit sub. So we did have some <laughs> subs for a, a, day, a day or two, but more often than not, we just were given this work-at-your-own-pace packet, mm. and we had to go sit in the room with the Japanese kids. Not Japanese kids, but kids that were taking Japanese. Was it, I was going to say, is this a, have them in a different camp, an internment <laughs> camp? Well, yeah, you know, World War II. It's, yeah. But <laughs> welcome to Roswell, kids. We're going to need to put you in these special classes. <laughs> This is George Takai. Did I say in a tournament camp? I'm at happy camp. <laughs> happy sing-song camp. <laughs> it, it probably translates to that. <laughs> but so the kids that are learning Japanese, we're just kind of in the back of the room. And I had done this prank to one guy in our German class, oh, and I got a big laugh. God. During class one day in German, I snuck his backpack away from him. Pulled everything out of it, turned it inside out <laughs> so that the shoulder straps would be in the bag, put all of his books back in the backpack, zipped it back up, and slid it back. And then when the bell rang, he goes to grab it and throw it over his shoulder, and he can't, and then he quickly realizes that the whole fucking thing's inside out, and he has to just carry it in his arms like a child he's protecting till he gets to his next class. Everybody's having a good laugh. He's super pissed off, and it was hilarious. You dick. So, so there's like 18 kids in this Japanese class, and we all communicate via eye contact and notes that we're going to turn all their backpacks inside out. Because their teacher was strict, they're paying attention, and they're not going to notice the German kids who were slacking off, pulling all their bags away and turning their shit inside out. So little by little, over the course of an hour, we sneak everyone's bag away. It's a, it's a team effort. These guys are the sliders. These guys are the unzippers. And, you know, and it's little by little, we get everybody's bag away, turn it inside out, put their stuff back in, zip it back up and put it back. And when the bell rings, you know, in high school, as soon as that bell rings, it's pandemonium. Like, sure. you gotta get the fuck out of that class as fast as possible because you have four minutes to get to your next one and you gotta stop at your locker. And bell rings, everybody jumps up, me and my classmates, we grab our bags, all of them <laughs> jump up to grab their shit, and none of them can put their backpacks on. <laughs> so they're all just kidding. They're like, what the fuck? And you know, they had to carry them out like, you know, a sack of potatoes, and it was hilarious. Um, Japanese internment kids who <laughs> got pranked by Brent, please do subscribe. <laughs> the one thing I remember about that Japanese class was she gave out this candy... And it was a hard candy, like Jolly Rancher hard, but it was it was round, like a small golf ball. And it tasted and fizzed, so it was like carbonated almost, but it tasted exactly like Coca-Cola. Mm. And I've gone to Super H Mart and a number of other Asian markets trying to find it. I've never been able to find it. But it was like, it was like Coca-Cola hard candy. And well, it, now you have a mission and it fizzed, for episode and it, uh, 17? It fizzed like Pop Rocks almost. 18. This is 17. Yeah. yeah. Episode 18. So, yeah. If you ever want to prank some kids in high school, turn their backpack inside out when they're not looking. Meanwhile, back in Australia. <laughs> that was a cool scene, by the way, when that, those tornadoes inside the sandstorm. The scale and scope of this movie is so awesome. Like that, We were talking over, there's that one moment when you see the dude... And the explosion, the war boy just kind of go flying in oh, the yeah. air and fall. Like, it's... Everything in this movie is just so over the top. It's so awesome. 
I know this one's a tough pod to do because my eyes are, t- are tough to be drawn away. It's so visually stunning. But I will tell you, speaking of visually stunning, um, I had, this turns out this is a true thing. Uh, for we'll, we'll go back to our roots here. And the, the episode of The Sopranos that we accidentally watched, <laughs> where, where they kill pussy. Yeah. And it was supposed to be the last of the first season. We watched the last of the second season. Right. I swore they the, don't kill pussy at the end of season one. You're I, like, they're about to kill they're him. They're about to like, kill him. And then we ended up both being right. Ooh, speaking of the, the hot breeders, they're all hot. I mean, where where do you find them? Even the blonde one with the gap tooth. Yeah, gorgeous, absolutely stunning. <laughs> um, Ooh, that's, yeah. that's no good. You know, for some guys, they'd make it through there. <laughs> but anywho, not me, not me. <laughs> uh, that gap tooth is pretty bad. But anywho. Uh, so you know the pre the pretext to that episode is that Tony catches a bad meal somewhere, whether it was the Indian or the the flower Artie. petals or it was, Artie. Definitely it was, was it definitely Artie? It's definitely Artie. Okay. <laughs> I just always gave Artie benefit of the doubt on that one. I, I never could <clears throat> didn't want to hit Artie up. I love I love when they call pussy when Artie calls pussy. He's like, "Did you have the same thing Tony had at the Indian restaurant?" I was like, "Yeah." It's like, "How you feel?" I was like. Oh no! I had a touch well, of no, diarrhea. Like, we, we both had the papadums, but we had different sides. <laughs> He's like, both had the papadums, different sides. He's talking to Carmela, and he puts, yeah. and he ate something at the restaurant. I, I love when he does it like, I don't know, I had a touch of diarrhea. <laughs> and he just had a touch of diarrhea. What's going on? Tony's uh, a little green around the gills. Is that Audi or is that pussy? Yeah, but anyways, um, I had that. What it did happened? I had the Tony Soprano Where'd experience. Where'd you get it from? I don't know yet. I. I I had Popeyes. No, I had Popeyes Mm. uh, for lunch, and I ate the rest of it. I had two tender strips left over. I ate those for dinner. But uh, it's tough to get food poisoning from fried chicken strips. Yeah. So no shellfish that day. No shellfish. I and I had red beans and rice, but I also had a salad. Salad's much more likely. Yeah, the vegetable. But all I only thing I had from the salad was homemade. I just took a head of lettuce and sliced up a tomato. Yeah, tomatoes. Those are the those are the ones. Like every, like I go to the Wendy's by work. You know, at least once every other week, and it, inevitably, like half the month, they'll have a piece of paper taped up says, "No, no tomatoes, no salad, tomatoes, or you know, E. coli on the tomatoes." It's like, so anytime I go fast food anywhere, the tomato comes off. Like I don't even roll the dice. Like when I get the grilled sandwich Chick Fil A, tomato goes off. Well, I'm not risking it. All that really happened was, and this was incredible. I went to bed with what I would call heartburn. I definitely didn't feel right. There was a little rumbly in the tumbly. Um, then about 10 o'clock, I hadn't even fallen, really fallen asleep yet. I uh, started to have that, and I'd go in the bathroom, and you'd have a, I won't call it proper diarrhea, <laughs> as they say. Yeah. Uh, but it was definitely like a lot a lot of time in the bathroom, every 30 minutes for about eight hours. So there was no sleep happening. And yeah. We, and so about 4, 35 o'clock, I fall asleep a little bit. I had two of the most, maybe three of the most vivid dreams I've ever had. And it, the next day, it reminded me of Tony. Yeah. Where he's having those really lucid, weird, crazy dreams. And one of them was a sex dream. Then he wakes up and goes and pukes and farts and shit. And he goes back. And the next one is the most weird fucking dream he's ever had in his life. Yeah. And this is exactly the way mine went. I had a really kick-ass sex dream. Woke up. <laughs> Go, do the thing, come back, fall asleep. I was so close, dude. <laughs> and I go back to sleep. I, I proceed to have, I, maybe one day I'll write it down and share it with you on the pod. 
But it was the most crazy, lucid, off-the-wall, nutso dream that I had to tell Lee about it. And I rarely do that. Because if I don't tell anybody this in my head, I might forget some of this stuff. Yeah. But it, let's just say that it had aliens. It had people in, in uh, mega juggernaut suits shooting people with machine guns. It had my whole family involved. Legion was there. <laughs> this had, it had uh, some kind of... I I I only way I could describe to Leah is that there was a, a witch lady who could explode her mouth and shoot cactus at people. There was aliens that would kind of transform themselves and regenerate through their buttholes like a cycle of life. <laughs> so as they came out, they were somehow in regeneration or some kind of imperfection was made perfect every time they would rejuvenate and cycle themselves and were born again out of their asshole. I mean, the, this dream had it all. I don't know. This all sounds like a standard Monday night dream for me. <laughs> If this, if this is your everyday Monday night, but no, it it this was it was Mad Max shit, man. This it was like at the Thunderdome, weird ass shit. Said they were alien. I don't really know what Gina they were. Turner was there. Actually, she was in the sex dream. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that wouldn't have been a good. That was still, was still close. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, I loved that you did the research and found out. That I could have fake braces shipped to the house. <laughs> For like $8. $8. Problem with them is it's like a whole mouthpiece. Yeah. So it's not just the braces. Well, it's interesting. I looked up costume braces, fake braces, found those. It's like the Bubba teeth that you could buy at the Halloween store. But they're fake teeth with braces already on them. But in connection with all that, I found links to how to make costume braces DIY at home for your teeth. Okay. Very elaborate. They were convincing, but it occurred to me that uh, you'd have a much easier time just handing your wife, uh, you know, fake teeth with braces on them versus giving her instructions on how to mold and make fake braces for her, for her, you know, so, you know, do with that what you want. Okay. I will. Speaking of, you know, things, you know, we haven't spoken since episode 15, pretty much. Uh, did You did enjoy the family guy drop in. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I don't think we should say it, but people have heard it, probably yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Ah, he said it. He said ah. it. He did it. The only reason I he said named, the name in the movie. The only reason I named episode 15, this is a beach episode, apparently, <laughs> was so that I could you drop could do that, that in. Yeah. No, I like it. Of course, you could have chosen anything else. Yeah. In that episode. Yeah. But it was the. I, I, ah, he said it. Like I've said before, I listened to the shows several times over the course of editing, and mm. that was the spot that seemed the most. Blatant, easy spot to drop it in. I actually went back and listened to like 13 through 16 while I was that night. Oh, yeah. When I wasn't dreaming about aliens regenerating through buttholes and Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Turner. It wasn't Tina Turner, in fairness. <laughs> That's fine. It's probably. It was actually like, to be crazy honest, it was one about my wife, the old boring wife sex dream. Boring. No, but it was, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of which, tomorrow's our five year anniversary. Wedding anniversary? Wedding anniversary. That's five years ago? Five years. And it's also the same anniversary of the day we made our child. Oh, really? So she's officially one year old tomorrow, even though she's nine or three months. Well, yeah, you know, conception, she's one. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, she was a, 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 what did I just said it, a baby, baby, anniversary baby. Anniversary. Oh, I got you. Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. Christmas, anniversary. We, well, it was that time we just we weren't like keeping track, but it was just one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Can't 
can we today? I don't know. Hanukkah. Well, well if anything, all eight. If days? anything, we can't on Friday. Easter's probably okay. Yeah. <laughs> Easter's probably. <laughs> Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Ramadan. Oh, a Ramadan baby you got like forty days of no eating. <laughs> well, the sun's out or drinking. That you can say what you want about the Muslim faith. That's a tough one. Yeah. Sun's up. Not a not a meal. Not a drop of water. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you literally would have to just fast. Yeah. And or not? I mean, not fast. Eat your fucking brain out at four a.m. to five thirty, whatever the sun, and drink as much water as you could, because then you're going a whole day up until seven. Yeah, I six just, seven at night. I mean, I don't I don't go to church at Christmas, let alone do forty days so. of Ramadan. I wouldn't do Ramadan either. Yeah. It's like, if you can't get me... It would be a good practice in self-discipline, though. I it think it'd be pretty interesting. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that you would even do it... Uh, maybe you did it as a sign of solidarity to all the people who shit on all the one billion people and, and judge them by the, the few. To mm. say, like, I'm going to try this. Not because well, that, I'm trying to be a Muslim, just to, to see it. I, well, I love that that line of thinking of, you know... When a terrorist type of attack happens and right wingers go, you know, just it's all Muslims are all bad. And then somebody in, inevitably says, you know, not maybe every terrorist is a Muslim, but not every Muslim is a terrorist. Right. And I love when any of these mass shootings happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're like, hey, hey, man, not just. Yeah, all mass shooters are have guns, but not all gun owners are mass shooters. <laughs> it's like, well, how's that feel, dickhead? <laughs> You like that? That feel good? <laughs> you mean you mean you have a gun and so did he, but you're not bad, but yeah. he is? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Holy I, shit. Oh. That's got to be weird because from my perspective, you're all bad. <laughs> oh, no, you're not. Oh. Do you want to talk about Muslims real quick? Oh, you don't. You don't. Uh, they do. <laughs> got to stop them. <laughs> no, I saw a great, um, somebody created it. I don't know. It's in meme form, but it's not a meme, but it said... When is these school shootings ever going to stop? And someone underneath it said, the day a black kid shoots all these white white people. A black slash brown person yeah. does all this. Because it's not. It's never been. It's never... Well, in line... It probably has been. But, I mean, yeah. not the way that we report the mass shooting now. is like they happen in predominantly white areas. Yeah. Most of the time. I think the ones that get the most of the coverage. Well, my favorite meme around school shootings as of late was when somebody said, let's change the name from school to uterus and get all these right-wingers on board with protecting these fucking places. (laughs) (laughs) So Margaret Stoneman Douglas uterus. Exactly, yeah. Hey, no, 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 no. We can't, no, we got to protect that place. (laughs) We have to. We are are duty-bound. It's like... What are you doing? To, what are you doing tomorrow, son? Well, I gotta go to uterus, and then I've got, <laughs> then I've got after uterus. The to thing study. is, it actually sounds almost right. <laughs> I got I got suspended from uterus. <laughs> yeah, I got after school suspension of the uterus. So. <laughs> I've got after uterus suspension. Did you make varsity? No, no. I, I was JV at uterus. Never could <laughs> never could get my varsity letter. It told uterus or. <laughs> What do you call uni- what do you call college if regular school is uterus? <laughs> college is just pussy. <laughs> oh, the trimester. <laughs> oh, I, I I hate to do it because we're we're on a decent roll, but I have to pee. So I'm thinking let's just. You probably just could have paused it. Yeah. Well, and we'll do. We'll be right anyways. back at WFCK. 
Welcome back to WFUCK. Pee break is over. We're bringing the golden voice to announce our most recent sponsor. That's right, folks. We're back and we're going to get this next song rolling here with Saliva. <laughs> I got to stop laughing after every bit. <laughs> the Laughing Man approved. <laughs> saliva. I remember one of their band members had saliva tattooed in big black Derek Vineyard swastika sized letters. Mm. On his forearms. I don't know what's worse, saliva or swastika. It's like, what are you gonna do if this band thing don't work out? You just got the word saliva on your <laughs> on your forearm now. <laughs> well, wasn't this better than when we uh, started this station here, WFCK, and played Du Host for twenty four straight hours? Ooh, I should have said Rammstein. Rammstein. Du Host. Coming this weekend, Phillips Arena, believe it or not, they still sold it out. Here's Ramstein. (laughs) Believe believe it or not. (laughs) Probably don't believe it. Oh, man. Opening act is Power Man 5000. God, I haven't heard that shit. I went to see PM5K, as they're known, at the Masquerade once. I got invited to come hang out, and he's like, hey, man, Power Man 5000 is playing at Masquerade Heaven tonight. This is the original Masquerade on, uh, what is that, North Avenue? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, really? He's like, yeah, tickets are cheap. We get in there, and Masquerade Heaven's a pretty big venue as far as uh, medium-sized bands go. Like, I used to go see Guar play there, and Guar would pack the house, and it was awesome. For Power Man 5000, I would guess there was about 70 people in the room. And after so many songs, Spider, the singer, Rob Zombie's brother, would go, All right, Atlanta, you remember this one. Hit it. It's like, oh, you guys are just going to play your famous songs and call it a night, huh? Oh, man. I would. (laughs) I would. It's like, oh, this, like, like normally when you go to the masquerade and it's a full show, it's hot and sweaty. The air conditioning can't keep up with all the bodies in the room. It was nice and cool at the Power Man 5000 show. So, wow, this is nice. I wish there was more shows like this. Like, I'm not sweaty. I can kind of, I can swing my arms if I want to. <laughs> I lay down. There's so many room for activities. There's so much room for activities. But yeah, Power Man 5000, they, they were really coasting on their radio hits from back in the day. Well... <laughs> it comes for you know for everybody that well not really we don't our our fifteen minutes of fame is knowing an Australian who likes us but I I'm fine with that I think yeah that's the that might be our peak it reminds me I remember in my high school years me and my friends were all into hardcore bands like something bordering between punk and death metal vocals that are usually screamed to where you can't hear them mm-hmm. really aggressive music my friend was in one um. And I was in one, and my, me and my bandmates used to go to shows all the time. And I'll never forget, there was one band that played in this lineup that was not like the others. One of these things is not like... <laughs> they were very polished. Their their claim to fame was um, having toured with P.O.D. for a while. So they're a Christian hard rock band. But there's couched in between, like... Agony Scene and Norma Jean and all of these really aggressive, screamy, hardcore bands. And right in the middle was this just radio rock band that just did not belong. Right. And so in between every song, my friend Grant, who was the singer in our band, from the from down in front of the crowd, would just go, 
Play your radio hit. <laughs> Play your radio hit. <laughs> and nobody got it, but our, our, our small group of friends is like, you guys, you guys are like tame 99X, and this is this is not the lineup for you guys to be a part mm-hmm. of. Play your radio hit. <laughs> <laughs> you and your friends. Uh, you crazy kids. Yeah, well, we were having fun. <laughs> <laughs> we were just I have fun. We have fun. <laughs> Speaking of which, this this movie is just so hard to turn your head away from. It's so intense. The only, I mean, the only thing that would make it even more difficult to look away was like it would be like really good nudity. Yeah, I could see that. That's, it, it, we kind of you never do see any. I mean, you see boobs, you see you see more growths on Emote and Joe's back than you do oh boobs in this God. movie. Emote and Joe's back. So it's, like, it's like a what I imagine Strom Thurmond looked like when he died. <laughs> You know, <laughs> just as back, <laughs> just like the entire uh, entirety of just Strom Thurmond. saggy white pestules growth. And, yeah, like you can see where his inner hatred had turned into <laughs> very outer. You know, Dixie Crab. <laughs> oh, sadly, I wish Strom Thurmond was president. <laughs> Even the dead version. I would take the dead version. Who's the Who's the uh, Who's the famous Klansman senator? Is it Robert David Byrd? Duke? Or no, I was thinking of Robert Byrd. Wasn't Maybe, he part sure. of the Klan too? Hell, they're they're running now with Trump support. I read a nice little article about that today. David Duke is no, but one of these other guys that's done like a lot of white supremacist shit in the past. He's been endorsed by Trump. So, I sometimes I wonder like if the left is is right. Like if Robert Mueller's right. If there is Russian collusion. Well, which, let's not before you can. Fin- that's not Robert Mueller is a Republican. Has been for his, the entirety of his life. No, Rhino, Rhino, total Rhino. Okay, bullshit. Well, witch hunt. Whatever. Witch hunt. The guy was a witch w- hunt. <laughs> you just can't keep saying a thing. It's a witch hunt. He's <laughs> Rhino. It's not a real Republican. Witch hunt. Witch hunt. <laughs> Nothing there. Nothing there. It is odd, given all of the hashtag Russian collusion talk, that Trump would go to the G seven summit and basically dick smack all of our allies and then go and by the way i think russia deserves a seat at this table yeah. it's like okay but to get back to what i was saying like sometimes i wonder like if all the collusions right and and like at what point like do we have to all look down and like look at our brown uniforms and the red star on our on our lapel and go oh fuck what happened like, <laughs> Like, is it like boiling a frog where you have to do it like you have to start cold and just gradually turn the temperature up for even like Billy Bob in a fucking trailer in the woods goes, oh, fuck, I think I'm a communist. (laughs) How the fuck did this happen? Like, well, you know, we were, you know, Robert Mueller tried to warn you a decade ago. Yeah, it was all nothing, you know. You thought it was just uh, blown out of proportion when he said he likes the idea of being president for life. And guess what? <laughs> Guy wouldn't lie. Now, he died five months after saying that from a McDonald's stuffed heart attack. But it only got worse from there. We all thought we would be better off with, you know, with they, the... Uh, they warned him, if you r- sleep with a toupee on, it could suffocate you. <laughs> and it happened. It got him. They found him with... <laughs> two McNuggets shoved up his asshole. <laughs> Turns out that's what him and Sean Hannity like to do in those late night talks. That's, well, speaking of which, I would love to know how asshole. that conversation goes. Like, does he call? And my 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 my, my mind tells me it's my, a fair and balanced conversation. I'm sure. My heart tells me that Hannity calls him Mr. President. 
But my head tells me that it's like some like Donnie. Do you know, like very informal. Yeah. Like Shawnee Boy and Donnie. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it's a middle of the road and he calls him Mr. Trump. Okay. That's what I'm gonna guess. I can see that. But it's just like, motherfucker, if Rachel Maddow was talking to Barack Obama like buddies on the phone every night and never brought that up on her show, you would not stop beating that fucking drum. It would be, stop Hillary Express and Rachel Maddow is a dishonest reporter. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dick's hard because the president just called me by my first name. <laughs> Makes me want to throw up a little burpee. No. Um, yeah, it's... it's the Both sides are totally fucking stupid, but... Uh, they are, but I I loved so much. And they're much. both they're both they're both not I won't say equally as what's the word I'm going for here? Biased. Yeah. Well, no. In terms of the media. Yeah, they're pretty biased both ways. Because like you know, Republicans complain that the media doesn't give Trump a fair shot, and it's like, well, did you turn on Fox yesterday? Because that's all they do. I think I have a chicken wing stuck in my lodge. <laughs> I used to get bear claws two at a time, and I'd always get them lodged right in this region here. Oh, the laugh man had to step away for this. <laughs> oh God, I had my thirteenth heart attack. <laughs> Baker's dozen, Bill. Um, I still can't think of the word. hypocrisy. Both sides have, have loads of hypocrisy. Well, absolutely. But it just seems to me <laughs> that one side is a little bit more hypocritical than the other. Did you see? No doubt. Oh my God, my new favorite one. My favorite new one. It's, is it all the footage of Republicans slamming Obama for wanting to talk to Kim Jong? I saw. I, I've seen. I've seen you share it. I've seen many others share it. It's, it's great. But no, he it. wants to talk to a dictator. He just wants to go sit with North Korea and talk peace and and acknowledge them as a nation. It's despicable. And then. Donald Trump is breaking his breaking ground. When is he going to get his history. Nobel Peace Prize? My goodness, he's going to actually talk to a North Korean dictator. Someone should pleasure him with a blowjob the minute he gets back on the airplane. He just legitimized one of the world's worst leaders. <laughs> Says he's a great guy, thinks he's doing a real good job for his people. His people, by the way, who many of whom are locked up in concentration camps as we speak. You know, the guy, he got the job when he was young, so clearly he's got a lot of up-and-coming power. No, you fucking moron. He's just the third in the line of a long and line the of dictators. president hits another home run for humanity. <laughs> I feel like that's how the news is going to sound in 20 years. And tonight, another president is the 1940s newsreel. Yeah. You know, like, it's like ridiculous. It's like, did, did anybody from... Buy wall bombs. Did We're not going to beat these Lithuanians by ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever it is. Yeah. Did anybody from this network not remember the last guy who was in office that said he wanted to talk to North Korea and how much they shit on him for it? Mm-hmm. And now that their guy wants to, it's a great idea. At least the last guy said he would do it and still maintain friendships. But, that's, but let me tell you the one I was talking about. And it's not even uh, a pimp just ran and won in Nevada <laughs> on the GOP primary. And it's the guy. Who, you ever seen the HBO show Cat House? Yeah. That's him. Oh, I like him. The, bald, the bald-headed the bald What's pimp. his name? I can't remember. He's on the Corolla podcast a lot, and he's like one of their best guests because it's oh, like... Oh, he's, he's... I mean... It's like when we called Banks the first time, and he knew all the lingo. Like, this guy just slides right into yeah, the show. Yeah, Banks, they eat asshole. <laughs> they, they're kind of pimps. <laughs> Sorry, Banks. <laughs> I don't think he'll mind. No. 
He'd probably give us too much of a description. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, this guy runs on the GOP ticket. It's idiocracy. He went. He he actually ran as a libertarian Ugh. against the same guy he just beat in 2012 and lost by quite a bit. But so when he wins, the guy just flat out says like, "Yeah, I followed uh, President Trump's his lead and said what I went ran on the GOP ticket." And yeah. I, he, this guy's going to be a congressman. I made an ass out of myself, and now I'm. He is a pimp. If I go, to, if if I ever, if, if well, I have this good kind of Christian, what I do, so what I do, when, really in general, if I'm not with someone like yourself who, you know, know and love, and family or not, I don't really want to get these conversations too much because <laughs> they're losing conversations. Yeah, yeah. Nobody ever wants no an argument wins. in a sports bar. Yeah, no one wins, and especially in family, everybody's entrenched. You know, if they're old, they think you're young. If you're young, you think they're out of touch. It's just a Secular circle or yeah, uh, sickle my, circle. It's my not... in laws are the same way. My my father in law has a thousand siblings, Irish Catholic, and they're like split. Half of them are hardcore leftists, <laughs> and the other half are small business ex military Republicans. But you like what you see? So they don't talk about it because they I, can't. And I'm sure you <laughs> might have the same feeling, and many people like myself probably do. You feel that there's a great conversation coming. Come kind of blow up. Yeah. You don't want it to really. You'd rather just keep the status quo and just, you know, yeah. let that kind of simmer. Yeah. But we don't need to get it to a boil. But I, I sometimes do feel like with people I know and love, fam- friends and family, it's, it'll come to a head one day. <laughs> and my thing is, at least I'll have the argument that in this great time of, of split down the middle in the country strife, yeah. even, no party I've supported... Would vote a pimp <laughs> in into office into yeah. office. Yeah, that their core values are all Christian conservative. Yeah, where in the world now? Look, I knew this is not new. You you elected a guy that literally said he would grab pussies. Has yeah. been divorced three times. Has been featured in not Playboy would. softcore porn in the intro. Not not, not would grab pussies. Can can grab and pussies. has. Yeah. Uh, physically assaulted him. His wife uh, is posed nude. Of course. Has been, times. like I said, the most recent one I, uh, they found was that he did the intro into softcore pornography for three Playboy VHS tapes in the late 80s and early 90s. He's more or less conceded or I won't say admitted, but just kind of acknowledged like, yeah, I fucked a porn star. Like, that's yeah. that's a thing I did. Yeah, he did it. Christian sure. values all the way. Keep going. Yeah, I know. But that's, <laughs> at the end of the day, I can be like, look, you can, they, they think I'm liberal. I'm not. I think both sides are equally retarded. I just think one side is a little less. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, they're actually, you know, I think they're both kind of crazy at this point, if I'm being honest. Well, the I thing, think, the thing like, I know always... you're far to the left, and I know that a lot of people we shit on are far to the right. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm in the middle, because I'm, I'm just not. I think yeah. a centrist doesn't really exist. Yeah. I think a liberal or a libertarian will tell you that, but honestly, some of their ideas are fucking wonky as shit, too. Yeah. So I don't really know where I fall, but my problem I have is that the minute I say anything bad, like he, like our mutual, your friend that I have sparred with on several occasions. <laughs> yeah, the Reaganite. The Reaganite, the, uh, <laughs> what was the, the Latin ad hominem? Yeah, Mr. Ad hominem. Mr. Ad hominem. Uh, the minute you, for his ilk, the minute you say anything that is anti- what they believe, that conservative Christian value, yeah. of course you're a libtard. Yeah. What else is there? Yeah. It's just... You must be. It's, just, it's all Sith Lord with them. It's either... <laughs> it's, it's all... It's absolutes. It's yeah. either you're with us or against us. There's, yeah. And they don't... When you say, well, I'm not against like the Republican Party, but I don't, I'm not... 
I'm not on the other side. I'm not, I'm not super yeah. liberal either. I'm not yeah. a libtard. Oh, well, clearly you are. <laughs> I mean, if you don't see how By great... the way, what a Christ-like word to use, libtard. <laughs> I can hear Jesus saying it now. Uh, give, uh... Blessed be the libtard. Give, uh, loaves and fishes to everyone who isn't a libtard. Wait, let's not give anything away. You're gonna have to work for these loaves and fishes. Enough of this charity. I came here with four fucking fish and three loaves, and now I've got enough to feed 5,000 people. Yeah. You're gonna work I for I worked it. for this fucking fish, not you people. This is my fish, and if I want to give it to you, that's up to me. Not up to you as a, as a group you're of You're gonna have to show me... Your vouchers where you're out looking for a job. I need to see your sign-in sheets. I need to see... That's like that famous meme's like, let he who passed the drug test have the loaves and fishes. Yeah, that's exactly what Jesus said. (laughs) But I think on that note, I think both sides have over time probably perversed the the actual Christian message. True, but that's always why I've liked... The left, because when they're out voting, they're not, they're not pandering to to religion. They're not. Are they out not the, though? Well, the, well, Bernie didn't. That's true. He wasn't out there like reminding people that he goes to church on Sunday. So make sure, even if you don't agree with everything, y'all still got Jesus. So vote for me, anyways. So it's like whenever that argument comes up, it's like, yeah, yeah, no, my my guy may have also fucked a stripper, but the big difference is my guy's not out proselytizing his religion 24-7 like <laughs> yours is. So, yeah, Bill Clinton fucked some people. So did Donald Trump. But Bill Clinton's not part of the Christian Republican right-wing right. political party. Also, so I don't think the Democrats ever openly elected a pimp they kept it quiet <laughs> that they had pimps in office yeah uh when john edwards got in trouble he backed away <laughs> what a pimp though <laughs> that guy i mean straight pimping yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. just a straight pimp no bullshit Kennedy hair at all yeah. i mean just wife's got cancer all right, I'm not even really going to slow this down. Well, I mean, wife's got cancer. I'm going to have sex with some strange versus wife just gave birth to my youngest son. I'm going to go fuck a porn star. By huh. the way, I've, I want to give a sincere apology to our <laughs> listeners tonight. Not for the content. Mm. Well, kind of. This burping. I don't know what otters did to the, the dredge mix on well, the Well, you on did the, just get over food poisoning. I, I did. <laughs> And I went, I went with fried chicken, which coincidentally might have started all this. So we're coming full circle. It's the circle of uh, bacteria life. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, these these have been some very, from down deep. Sean, our, one of our first and early and no longer super listeners, what often comments is, 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 it sounds like it's coming from somewhere deep inside of you. <laughs> like a child's dream, you know? But in this case, just noxious gas. Yeah. I don't know. I told you I've been taking those digestive enzymes to help with my... Uh, yeah, you've been sucking on ox dick or something. What ab- is it? Absentee gallbladder. So I've, there's ox bile in, yeah. in the pill that I Do take. Do you have to like tickle their glands, their anal glands when you're well, mouthing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to properly get it all out, you do. <laughs> Talk about some happy ox down on the farm. <laughs> like they look over the cows and they're just like, <laughs> suckers. You dumb bastards. <laughs> wow. So we got a little... What's going on? What, uh, Meanwhile, back in Australia... What, what political party is Emoton Joe part of? Hmm. I mean, by the modern standard, he uh, rules with an iron fist, only gives people a little bit of water at a time, keeps all the beautiful young women for himself. 
I'm just letting the silence speak for it. I don't think we need to. Well, he's clearly a liberal piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. <laughs> um, sorry, but we were sidetracked no, I, once again. I didn't know I, I, his name is on the tip of my tongue because he's a he's a great guest. No, no, that's Oxbile. Yeah, well, no, I take that in the early afternoon. I don't taste it now. Okay. But I love that there's a Republican pimp. Oh, yeah. I mean, that just, this is idiocracy. Like, we are a few years away from people getting college degrees at Starbucks. Like, it's, <laughs> or no, Starbucks is where you get a hand job. Have you seen idiocracy? Mm, you talking about Bill Maher? No, no, that's... That's religious. That's a... Relig- religious. 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 No, idiocracy is, uh, what's the guy's name that made Beavis and Butthead? Mike Judge. Yeah, it's a Mike Judge movie where Terry Crews is a former WCW wrestler named Camacho, and he's president. Okay. President Camacho. Uh, he shoots AR-15s from the podium. Uh, everybody wears... Everyone's clothes are basically made out of, like, athletic, like, gym short with, like, Gatorade logos on them. And uh, you get hand jobs at Starbucks... You don't drink water because that comes from the toilet. In order to properly hydrate, you need Gatorade. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's the future, and everyone's stupid. <laughs> and uh, Luke Wilson is uh, in a time capsule and wakes up there and has to, you know, to a president who's a former wrestler who <laughs> who thinks that the reason the plants aren't growing is because they're not using the right Gatorade because Gatorade has what plants crave, electrolytes. They're like, no, you, you need to put water on the place. Like, water? Like, from the toilet? <laughs> it's like, God, I could really go for a Starbucks right now. Like, yeah, we don't have time for a hand job. It's like, what the fuck happened to society? <laughs> if you haven't seen Idiocracy, it's definitely worth downloading and, and doing one of your late night watches. You will laugh your ass off. And now, present day, you might even cry a little bit. Because we're, we're inching towards it <laughs> at a rapid pace. Sorry, I'm just... Oh, I'm looking that movie up and it looks a little fucking ridiculous. Oh, you're looking up Idiocracy? Yeah, I just wanted to see if it's like something I could stream. It's hilarious. Imagine the, the uh, president from Fifth Element. Tiny Tim Lister. A.K.A. Zeus from... Oh, yeah, the yeah, the guy with the eyes going different ways. Yeah, Debo from Friday. Yeah. Bring me the stones. <laughs> we should watch Fifth Element. Oh, yeah, I just had this conversation... Um, Girl at work hadn't seen it, and I was like, "What?" Corbin Dallas, <laughs> come on, my man, come on, my man, come on, my man, come on, come on, <laughs> Ruby Rod, he's so sexy. I just love listening to him. <laughs> yeah, no, that was the actually that was the chicken. I bought Good chicken, 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 chicken. The Good uh, chicken. The two very first. I got a DVD player. I guess it was like ninety-seven for Christmas, and Going uh, way back. I, that yeah, I knew I was gonna get it, ninety seven or ninety eight. I knew it was gonna be my present. Big deal back then too, if you think about it. It was probably like five hundred dollars. I don't. Yeah, it wasn't that much, but I remember it was pretty expensive. But I knew I was gonna get it. We had my they dad give them away we now. Were gas a, stations. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we were having like a Christmas Eve thing. My dad and one of the guys that was at this party we were making a beer run, beer uh, wine run to Walmart. Uh, nice. Uh, that wasn't me this time. That was that was the golden well, voice. I also had otters. Yeah, not enough ox semen, apparently. But uh, you we gotta, you gotta gargle it. 
<laughs> to our listeners, would you rather see the golden voice, uh, you know, rim jobbing and, and sucking some oxymen to make sure he doesn't have heartburn anymore, or Trump's pee-pee tape? <laughs> Send in your vote. Uh, if I had access to that tape, I'd be dead. But also, I'd, that'd be cool. Uh, I don't think you'd be dead. I think you could air it, and they'd go, "That's fine. He's still a good man." I mean, it goes back. Last, I mean, look, man, he might be Muslim, and he might have gotten pissed on. But let's be honest, that was my 16th birthday party present. My dad bought all his women over. I'm going to, I'm going to reason around everything you throw at me because we finally got rid of that black motherfucker. <laughs> I bet Obama had a PP tape too. All them Taliban just sitting around there just peeing on him. I know Trump ain't a real Christian, but neither was that Muslim we had in office for the last eight years, so I don't really give a shit. No, but the um, I don't know where I was going. You were uh, talking about your DVD player. Oh, yeah. So, for, so I went there that night with them while they were rounding up beer and, and wine, and I bought my first two DVDs. One of them was The Fifth Element. You don't think, what, you can take a guess what the other one was? The Wizard of Oz. Caddyshack. Okay. That's, I, to me, that's a top two. Those are good first two DVDs to buy. It's funny. Uh, what's his name that made Caddyshack? The, the oh, guy. Uh, he played Bankman in Ghostbusters. No, no. He's in Caddyshack. The guy that made Caddyshack was one of the founders of National Lampoon, Kenny. Well, the guy that directed it was Bankman. From the Ghostbusters. Bill Murray directed it? Not Vankman. What's the guy? Egon. Oh, Egon. Harold Ramis. Harold yeah. Ramis directed it. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, I think his name was Kevin. No, not Kevin Kenny. That's the guy from from that band. Uh, they just made a movie about him on Netflix. Um, and he he's stork in Animal House. And he founded the National Lampoon for, out of Harvard. Hmm. Did not know that. Something Kenny. Uh, but yeah, the guy's stork, you know, mm-hmm. you mow Ron. Like it's the only <laughs> line he has in the whole movie, Animal House. Caddyshack is his movie, and he hates it. Well, really? He's dead, but he hated it. He thought it was just the big, it was the biggest letdown was, was Caddyshack. He made Animal House. Everybody loved Animal House. He made Caddyshack, and it didn't do well, and he hated it. I, I, I mean... A lot of cocaine I, I, involved I, well, with the yeah, making of Caddyshack. I, I've seen the three-hour documentary, but I don't... I'm in the other. I'm in the other camp. I love both films, but I'm more of a Caddyshack person than an Animal House person. I go the other way. I like Animal House. I like them both, but I'm just saying if I had to to watch one, I given do, the choice, I'm, I'm going to watch. Caddyshack. I do when I go putt putt. I do go shunnin. You do drugs, Danny? Every day. Good kid. He went night putting. I mean, Chevy Chase is absolutely wonderful. Bill Murray, you know, he was only on set for three days and does magic. And yeah. it's just got amazing, amazing stuff. And they hated each other while they were together for one scene. And there's, well, there's lore around the fact that Rodney Dangerfield was very difficult to be around. Mm-hmm. I imagine. I wish I could remember his name. Maybe it's Tom Kenny. You, oh, I can look it up. The the Netflix document, or it's not a documentary. It's like a bio comedy biopic they made. It's called A Futile and Stupid Gesture. <laughs> it's awesome. It covers pretty much his whole life from starting the National Lampoon to eventually making the radio show with a lot of early SNL cast members to eventually making Animal House and then Caddyshack and Douglas Kenny. Doug Kenny, that's his name. Doug Kenny. <laughs> Written by Brian What Doyle. the hell are we supposed to do, you moron? Written by Brian Doyle Murray, Harold Ramis, and Douglas Kenny. Yeah. I wrote it. 
Yeah, uh, funny enough, in the movie, or in the biopic on Netflix, um, uh, God, I can't remember anybody's name tonight, Joel McHale plays Chevy Chase in in the movie. (laughs) Joel McHale, who famously, not a huge fan of Chevy's from working with him so many years on Community. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen has a funny Chevy Chase story. I'll probably mess it up, but the gist of it was that she was at some big event when she worked for Mac Makeup, and Chevy Chase walked by her and pinched her on the ass. Shut up. True story. Me Too movement. (laughs) We should we should get this out there. I might be I might be getting part of it wrong, but she was like, "Yeah, I get pinched on the ass." I turn around and it was definitely Chevy Chase. What if like we got a lot of followers over the next year, and this podcast comes out, and then it leads to like an article, and an article, another article comes out, and he's just like a serial ass pincher. <laughs> well, I mean, nothing would happen. No, because no. by the Me Too standards, that's like mild, I guess. I, I don't. Guess. I don't know. Have they? Have they? Is are we finally into tears? Because, from my understanding, Dustin Hoffman touching your leg is just as bad as Bill Cosby date raping you. I don't really touch this stuff. <laughs> I try to just touch only my wife at this point. And, I, I, and, I, I well, keep it, keep it clean. And yourself. Oh, if there's a Me Too movement for myself, <laughs> I would be in so much trouble. <laughs> It would be bad. It would be very, very bad. He just, it's relentless. He won't stop. (laughs) If my dick could write an article to the New York Times. Help. Please help. Plows. Help. Yeah, your your dick is in the fifth element. Yeah. I think we just found the title. My dick is in the fifth element. (laughs) My dick is my dick. My my dick is a mama G one. Uh, Yeah. No, I don't know. I I think that uh, it would definitely be a pretty scathing article, uh, based with a with a lot of firsthand accounts and typing. uh, Yeah, it would be. no I'm picturing. Out. I'm picturing a. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm picturing a personified dick in like a hat with a cigarette, just angry typing. <laughs> yeah, like Hunter, Hunter S. Thompson. Like Hunter S. Thompson, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> penis Hunter S. Thompson. That's a good. That's actually. I, I treat my penis like Hunter S. Thompson treated his general body. <laughs> that, that, that's a good. That's right. That's pretty much right. So you're saying your dick is gonna have a fuzzy memory. Oh, sadly, he hangs on to everything. <laughs> despite all, despite all his inglorious travails, he's mm. uh, very spot on in his memory. Yeah. Oh. Well, this goes back to I. I love the the quote you handed me from uh, Richard Pryor when I just casually said, "Like I don't wish it was longer. I just wish it was heavier." <laughs> And you, I forget the the quote, but you. Well, he said in his stand up, he said, "Anyone, anyone out there ever get with one you always wanted to be with? You you've been wanting this one for a long time. You finally get her, and you, you in there for about fifteen seconds, and you nut, and you say, <laughs> shit, fuck, oh lord, please stay heavy if not hard.'" <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Oh, oh man, is this where they? So these are the, the scene where all the. Breeders finally make it to the, the woman clan or whatever. Yeah, hey Zoe Kravitz. Is that Zoe Kravitz? Yeah, that's Lenny Kravitz's daughter. That's the one good thing he did. 
Wow. Well, I, I liked American Woman. No. <laughs> nah. Oh, what about the other song? The All of My Life. No. No? Damn it. Are you going to go my way? Nope. No, I'm not. You know what would have been I'm good I'm not going to go your way. A like soundtrack. Because <laughs> I don't like your music. A good soundtrack for a... Uh... Oh, you know what I hear? I hear a trapped cat. Oh, we got it. That's why I'm sneezing down here. Like I never sneeze on the pod, and there's a kitty cat, and we're looking for the cat, and the baby is crying. But because we're in Studio B, <laughs> you probably can't hear that. Speaking of which, I wanna. We, we had some pre-written material. We did. Yeah, of course. What do we have? I was thinking a good soundtrack. That they could have used on here, but a little Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> but the other night, I was listening. I, what happened was I was watching Facebook videos, and uh, she's gonna come in here. Yeah, well, cat, keep your distance, cat. Keep your distance, cat. Get on out of here, devil cat. Uh, no, I was watching Facebook video. You know how you scroll down and you one. Actually, watching your video, the one we just discussed. Oh, the poly, the yeah. the one highlighting Fox News hypocrisy. Yeah. And for some reason, in that scroll down, there was an old 1993 clip. Don't know what it was from, but it was Rage doing the um, Killing in the Name of. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was like seven minutes of the concert, and it was just really awesome. And I'm watching it, and I'm like... Big Republicans, those guys. I was like, how, how does that translate now? You know? Mm-hmm. Would, would Rage... Would that work for um, a millennial-style audience? And then it started to hit me. I was like, probably not. <laughs> so like, what would the, what would be like the the well, yeah, general my... cover of Rage now? And what I think I came up with uh, instead of Rage Against the Machine, it was complaining about the apparatus. That would be the cover <laughs> band. And you had some great my songs. favorite my favorite song title came. I don't know how deep of a Rage fan you are, or how much catalog you know, but they have a song on Battle of Los Angeles just called Maria. Yeah. And my favorite title I came up with for songs was Transgender Maria. <laughs> my, my personal favorite was Write Your Congressman in the Name Of. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Killing in the Name Of, uh, well, Well-regulated militia radio. <laughs> I got to go back to the one that made me laugh that you said the most. Uh, rest Now Near the Fire. Now testify, or you know, read up a little bit and decide for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Bulls on parade, but a fun, happy one. <laughs> Ferdinand on parade. Ferdinand on parade. Which Transgender Maria. Transgender Maria. <laughs> Thank you for your voodoo subscription. During this sickness, I have just watched all the Toy Stories. Grand uh, Budapest Hotel. Toy Story watched, 3 is a big hit at the house. They watched um, basically playing on repeat. Which one did we, Leah came home and we watched the one that was on there, uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Very entertaining film. It's decent. It's not fantastic, but it's good. I didn't say it was fantastic. Just said it was a very entertaining film. I wasn't yeah. looking forward to it, but about thirty minutes in, I was in. Any movie with snow, mm. I'm on board because really? it, it takes the, you kind of mentally takes the fact that you're sweaty away from you. That's true. I did feel very cold during that film. Yeah. It was actually because I was uh, sick with food poisoning and getting the cold sweats, no yeah. matter what the yeah, temperature was. But uh, yeah, like vertical. What's your favorite snow film? 
Because this has been all Australia. This is this this, this movie. Is the opposite. Yeah, this snow. Mad Max is not. Uh, I don't know what my favorite snow film is. Not. No, I would think it, it was. I would have thought you were going to say no. I well maybe, but I would have thought you would have gone with that. Uh, the Nazi one where the Nazi zombies are. Dead snow. Dead snow. I, I thought you would have gone that's, dead snow. That's good. Because mine good. is far and away, and it's not even close. Vertical limit. Grumpy old men. Oh well, hell yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You're you're. Any snow movie is a good snow movie. You can put Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon in this film. <laughs> in Mad Max Fury Road. But. <laughs> Dickhead. But. I think it's the only way this movie could be improved on is it had Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. One of the most frequently quoted lines throughout high school was from Dennis the Menace. Oh, yeah. Tastes like paint. <laughs> and wood. Wood chips. <laughs> That's a- Billy, your father called. He wants to take you out for iced cream. He's going to the ice cream store and he wants to take you with him. Now run along. I love that he says iced cream. Iced cream. He's going to the iced cream store. George. George. You lied to a toddler. Better get used to it. Tastes like paint. <laughs> uh, I, I could probably quote that film. Me, that was one of Mia's... When Mia, before me and Lee started dating... Actually, like that early dating period, I guess you'd call it. I knew that I liked her because she quoted a lot of my favorite movies. That's mm. just it's just cool yeah. when someone can quote of that. So you walk up to her and go, "What you eating there, sport?" And she'd go, <laughs> "Uh, apple, uh, uh, apple, <laughs> uh, apple." <laughs> I bet they don't even have locks on their doors. It's, I mean, I, when I see that now, I'm like, man, the uh, Doc Brown really hit a hard spot, you know. <laughs> This science must have really <laughs> fallen off. This must have been like after the eighth film in Back to the Future when he's totally fucked the planet over and yeah. Biff is like the president. Mary Steenberg Wait, left that's him? now. That's, that's, that's now. now. Biff's president. Biff, Biff. <laughs> I have to Facebook that because that, it just hit it. Yeah. I feel like Biff is president. If he gets a second presidential term, the White House will be a casino. <laughs> I want to document that now. <laughs> it's funny, like, uh, this just reminded me, I'm, I was listening to the Boogie Monster podcast today, podcast with Dave Stone and Kyle Kinane, and they got on the subject of Indiana Jones, which we watched for episode 14. Mm-hmm. And if you recall, on episode 14, I said, as far as the Indiana Jones movies, I go Lost Ark, Last Crusade, and then Temple of Doom is my number three. Today, as I'm listening to their show from this Tuesday, they get on that subject, and Kyle Kinane goes, yeah, Temple of Doom's kind of goofy, so I usually rank it uh, Lost Ark, then I go Crusade, then I go Temple of Doom. And I was like, these motherfuckers, they're listening. (laughs) (laughs) They're not listening. Well, they went from that to some other related movie that we've talked about, and I was like, holy shit. They're just, they're just, they're just pirating our shit. I would be honored. That was one of the best well, the, stand-up shows I've ever been well, to. Well, the truth is, we're pirating theirs to an extent too, because theirs is the only other podcast where you get really big belches right in the middle of a conversation. I can, having seen Dave Stone live and being five feet from him yeah. now, I could say that belching is just part of his every every 
five to six minute routine. I'm happy to say when you saw him, he was still living in a van. He now has a girlfriend and he lives indoors. Oh, what a loss. <laughs> what a loss. You know, it's kind of like when Jonah Hill loses all that weight and you're like, oh, and then he, he gains, gains it back. back. And you're like, ah! <laughs> yeah, he actually said it's weird because the girlfriend just bought us a king bed so that we would have room. <laughs> and I'm so used to sleeping on four of those foam things that you buy at Walmart <laughs> with a sleeping bag wrapped around it. I'm like, I'm just, I find myself going out to the couch at night just to be kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> My favorite part of that show was when he was telling the story about when he was a waiter at the Ackworth Longhorns, yeah. I believe. Yeah. And he said that they would have to do that song where they come out and they clap and they sing the song. And he said one night he just decided he was not going to do that anymore. And he went out and just just started clapping. Never even started singing the song. Just stared at the person. And it, we're in the audience. And if you remember, he's just staring at me. Just staring at me. And the place is laughing though because the joke is so great. But I was thinking like, I'm dying laughing. And he won't stop staring at me. And I feel awkward, but I'm also like dying laughing. I don't get it. I wish I could remember the microwave casserole. It was hot dogs and American cheese. (laughs) His granny's favorite casserole. Hot dog casserole. It it turns out it's just hot dogs and American cheese. Stirred around in a bowl. Beefaroni. (laughs) Stirred around in a bowl. So there's our Dave Stone shout out for those who want to listen to a great comedian do a great podcast. <laughs> Dave Stone absolutely killed me that night. Some of the stand-up acts were good. Yeah, the, the, the earlier we the earlier to go, show that theater relapse. They have shows every weekend and several weeknights because they have open mics too. Yeah, you and I need to make another trip down there together just to go just to go laugh and, and be around comics. <laughs> that one guy's whole routine was basically predicated on breaking down the lyrics to that Abercrombie and Fitch song from the late 90s. The LFO, LFO song. Some are so fine. Some are so so. You remember more of this than I do. Kristen said this whole podcast is just going to slowly turn into a stand-up comedy show between the two of us. <laughs> She's like, you could easily go on stage and do Randy Newman for 15 minutes. <laughs> Just don't even go. Don't do the whole. Hey, how are you? Nice big. What's the one you like? The uh, okay. Hold on, everybody. Let's call him in here because, Mr. Newman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know. We told you no, but come on in. Is it time for Toll Story Four? No. Damn it. I okay. Listen. Just do that. The one song you like to sing. The the first one. Cut my life into pieces. (laughs) No. Damn it. No. We don't. No more remixes. Give us the. Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am. <laughs> Big and strong, good too. Yeah. There's so one night we could just do the dueling Randy Newmans. <laughs> we'd just go up there with two pianos that we don't actually play. You know, like the dueling piano scene from Roger Rabbit. And we. Like a, this is like a. It's like an art piece. <laughs> it's just two men, Randy Newman, Randy Newmaning at each other. They have Randy Newman wigs and Randy Newman. <laughs> I told you the whole time we're making fun of Randy Newman. I'm picturing Bruce Valanche. <laughs> you're not off. You're not like. It's not like you're, you're way, way off here. And they're close, but I'm picturing Bruce Valanche thinking Randy Newman. Yeah. Well, it's working. <laughs> That's all we need to know. But- I had power. I was respected. What else? I want to know what other movies. Did, I mean, he's done a shit ton. But what else did he like feature in as much as he has ever featured in uh, Toy Story? 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the song he's probably most known for is Short People. Short people got no reason to live. It's like... What kind of fucked up thing to I say? I know, apart from being just a weird singer, like, what kind of lyrics are those? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, deaf people have no reason to sing either, motherfucker. <laughs> he was in Maverick? He had a song in Maverick with Mel Gibson. There's a tie back into what we're watching now. Pleasantville? What the shit? Maverick the movie with Mel Gibson. Not the show with James... It, well, James Brolin was in the movie, too. He's Not James Brolin, James Garner. James, sorry, James Garner, sorry. It's funny, you say James Brolin in an earlier episode of ours when we talked about Maverick. The time we talked about turning the card into the card you want it to be. Yeah. James Garner. <laughs> James Garner. <laughs> fucking... Ace Ventura just walked in to give me a history lesson on the family Garner. Alrighty then. <laughs> By the way, I had my last dream that I had during my cold sweat sickness. Uh, basically last night when I was just getting towards the end uh, was... Uh, I think the people eater just came a little bit. Oh, he did. The Because uh, he ran over. I had a, a Harry Potter dream. I mean, Harry Potter wasn't in it. I had actually been reading Harry Potter before I went to bed, so I'm not entirely... Maybe that's why you were sick. <laughs> whoa, bro. Whoa. Whoa. I know. I'm in the minority there. I, then stay there, okay? But uh, I was reading... I not, was... not those books, just reading in general. I got you. It hurts. I get it. <laughs> it makes my brain feel funny. It makes it fuzzy. <laughs> but uh, in the dream, uh, it, was, it was Voldemort heavy, and... Um, Voldemort turned Taylor into a pearl and swallowed, it, swallowed him, my brother. Don't know why do. you do that. But we were, of course, devastated. So the, me and my mom and my dad and my sister were fighting Voldemort, and we tried to kill him with the old Avada Kedavra, hmm. and he, like, caught it with his hand. I was like, this isn't fair. You're supposed to die. But anyways, the whole point, the premise was, uh, Jim Carrey was Voldemort in this dream, hmm. and he could totally pull this off. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he could have done a great job. I mean, I'm not saying... I mean, they cast it perfect with Ray Fiennes. Or, yeah, no. Ralph Fiennes. No. Is Ray it Ralph? Fiennes. Which one's... Which Fine plays Gustav H? Ray Fiennes. Yeah, then that's Voldemort. Yeah, because... Well, his name's actually Rafe. Whatever. Isn't it? I don't know. I think it is. I think it's... The name. better Fiennes. There's two of them. This one's the better one. I think <laughs> the other one is Joseph Fiennes. Yeah, and he's in the Shakespeare in Love movie. That... Yeah, that one and that fucking... No... Yeah, I think he's in the Jude Law World War Two movie with about the Russian sniper. Yes, that yeah. is that's a good movie. That's he's a, the he's the communist guy with the glasses. He's the political officer. Yes, I never understood why Ron Perlman had metal teeth in that movie because he had had them knocked out. He had been taken prisoner by uh, the the the. Germans, because he had been at the sniper school. In... Yeah, no, I get all that. Where did the really nice, nicely crafted metal teeth come from? I don't know. I'm sure they had gold teeth in Russia. In communist Russia? They didn't even like microwaves. They had black market in Russia. <laughs> I mean... Well, his teeth looked perfect. Why can't I... That's one of my favorite films, and I, and I can't remember the name of it. Enemy at the Gates. Enemy at the Gates. I loaned that to a friend and never got it back. Classic story. It's great, and I actually have a Mosin Nagant. I and am. it's like shooting a goddamn shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have like five hundred rounds for it too. That's it's my it's my apocalypse hunting rifle. 
<laughs> that's a good point. If and when, because that's not that's not a rifle that you just go like shoot for shits and giggles. Because it's kind of hard to shoot. It doesn't cycle very easily. And every time you shoot it, it hurts your shoulder a little bit. I imagine. Speaking of apocalypse, while we're watching the tail end of uh, Fury Road here. I got to say, Matt in Perth, I am sorry that this is what (laughs) Australia has turned into. I don't know if you have the means, but despite our horrible president... Things are a bit better here than they are no, as no. depicted in this film. Try New Zealand first. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. They filmed all those great films there. Um, no, what I was saying was, despite uh, while we're watching this film, what, do, you, do you have a, a plan? Do you have a, a bug out plan if something really were to... We used to when my dad had a cabin. Mm. <clears throat> it used to kind of always be understood like, if and when, <clears throat> you know, the... North Koreans uh, parachute into the country, you know. Red Dawn. A, a la Red Dawn. Well, they won't do that now because we're, we're besties. <coughs> well, it's more likely the Canadians come like South Park. That's Well, yeah, that's true, uh, especially now. You know, it's Russia definitely won't there because we're best buddies with mm-hmm. them. Um, but, yeah, it used to just kind of be generally understood like, yeah, what we'll do is we'll just all meet at the cabin and we'll learn how to farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, no, not so much. I, I, I've kind of always taken the approach of like, you kind of have to treat it like you would an invasion. Like just find a corner with your guns pointed out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, that's only going to work for, well, yeah, I'm just saying like uh, short term. I'm not a, I'm not a prepper per se. I, I ha- do have some powdered food in case, but that's more or less in case like the pipes burst when we have a bad snow. Right, right. Uh, you know, I store water for that same reason. Um, but I'm like every other Georgian. The minute they are predicting snow, it's like, better go get all the milk and peanut butter and bread my house will fit. I remember watching a woman once when light snow was predicted. I watched her <laughs> stick her arm into the peanut butter aisle and then rake <laughs> all of the peanut butter jars that her arm could manage in her grocery cart. And I'm like, they're predicting like a day of snow and the high in 48 hours is like 62. Yeah. How much peanut butter are you going to burn through in the next three days? I just see her kids and her husband just like two years later like, Deb, if I have one more damn peanut butter and jelly sandwich i'm taking the kids i just i i don't understand why it's like bread and milk gotta go get all the bread and milk we can get if if it all goes to hell we got our bread and milk the thing about that is the bread's good for if you get the really crappy you it's gonna last a lot longer because it's got all the shit in it sunbeam down there on the bottom shelf yeah but if you get i mean bread and milk that's the last thing i'm grabbing and leah knows i have a she gets on me about it now it's just become kind of funny and she doesn't really complain too much but every time i go to the store just about and we've talked about how many kroger runs i make i always get the 89 cent big old tub of water the the big yeah um, i think it's one of the name brands i, I could buy the kroger but i get the, like, like the deer, alpine springs deer or deer or park and i'm probably up to like 25 of them but it's not those aren't portable that's just kind of like you said. If something happened and we were yeah. stuck here for a period of time, well, we could at least semi-bathe ourselves and make sure we could drink a little bit. But uh, I think it's in the book, The Road, maybe the movie. Mm-hmm. Once shit goes down, somebody in that story goes and plugs all the bathtubs and yeah. turns the water on. Yeah. Because it's an easy way to store what water. the mm-hmm. last little bit of water you're going to get. 
and the bathtub water is just as drinkable as the sink. It's all this. It's all from, same. It's all coming yeah. from the same line. It's all got cancer in it. <laughs> it's all got fluoride in mm-hmm. it. Uh, but yeah, I have I have water storage in case we didn't have it for a couple of days, like from winter weather. And inevitably, when they're predicting, you know, something like that, I'll buy stuff that's easy to make if we lose power, you know, food-wise. I remember the last really bad winter storm we had where Brian actually got stranded somewhere on Holcomb Bridge and had to walk. Not because he couldn't drive, but because all the cars were Mm -hmm. blocking the road. I had actually gone and got a bunch of pizza, and we ate pizza and then just put the rest in the fridge. No, and worst comes to worst, we can still eat cold pizza. Mm -hmm. And, uh... I went and met him at the front of the neighborhood with a blanket and a and gloves and a Bell's Two Hearted IPA <laughs> and and uh, brought him home and gave him pizza. I love when you get snowed in, especially here because the city shuts down and it's just like impromptu vacation. Yep, I remember the, the it was like 2011 or. 12 we had like a week's worth of just iced over atlanta matt uh just for reference snow is what happens when (laughs) temperatures get really cold in the stratosphere and it rains what happens is it just formulates into ice crystals and they fall to earth like rain does but much slower and ice and it accumulates on the ground and in the u.s we don't have (laughs) uh giant vehicles on massive rubber tires that can drive over everything like in the like in this documentary we're watching tonight um so you know you can't just go out and ride however you want to can't just take your guzzoline and go snatch up some breeders (laughs) we're gonna lose our one australian listener uh but i remember when when the week of snow and ice was over my sides hurt because i had been laughing so much because our best friend lived downstairs and we just hung out and got drunk and laughed our asses off for like four <laughs> days in a row. I love when that kind of shit happens. You know, it's it's unfortunate for Brian that he had to walk, but it's like, hey man, now you get to like crash on our couch and hang out for a couple of days and drink beer with us and do nothing. So just enjoy the snow. I'm gonna, we're, just because we're fun, we're going to wrap up with some fun Perth facts to prove that we are well aware that Mad Max, Thunder Road, Fury Road. Is very real. (laughs) This is 100% Australia. As it turns out, banning guns didn't quite work out. (laughs) Here's a fun one. In 1962, Perth received global media attention when city residents lit their house lights and street lights as American astronaut John Glenn passed overhead while orbiting the Earth in Friendship 7. This led it to be named the City of Light. The city repeated the act as Glenn passed overhead on the space shuttle in 1998. Well, that's cool. This is, of course, when we were still allied with Australia. As of now, Mm -hmm. we are solely allied with... North Korea. And Russia. And Russia. Fuck Canada. Yeah. Because they're fucking terrible. Yeah. It's just funny, too, because I remember as as a historian, not to be too serious, it just pissed me off when he got into that verbal spat or whatever it was with the Australians, because, like, there's one country... That has gone to war with us every pretty time. much every time. Yep. One country outside of, I think, the, of course, the Civil War, which they're not just going to send some people over yeah. for that. Well, <laughs> well, that's a bad deal. We've always gotten a bad deal with Australia. <laughs> it's not, it's an ugly country. It's not, they're not, it's not a good deal for us. But seriously. Outside, and I know good deals. One country has literally been our ally, even in some of these shitty wars. Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, Korea. 
Like, they have no business being over there, and they still came. They're, they're just desperate for gunplay. <laughs> because they can't have them there? We can't have them here, so we need, we need to shoot something. It may as well be people that don't like America, and America loves guns, so we're the perfect country to help out. I don't know. I, they had the one that led to them changing, right? The Port Arthur shooting? Yeah, that's the big one where they're like, hey, you know what? You know, fuck all you. We're not doing this anymore. Give us, you know, it's time for guns. Is that really? I'd like to know more about the the reality of that story. My understanding is, generally speaking, guns are not allowed except for, and maybe Matt in Perth can can, uh, enlighten us here if he wants to write again. I do believe if you are isolated enough. He left in the 58th minute, it looks like. (laughs) Yeah. I do believe if you are isolated enough, if you're maybe a farmer something to that extent if you're in a rural part of the country and this is true of england too you are allowed to have certain kinds of firearms because guns are not particularly allowed in the uk but if you're a farmer you have you're allowed to have shotguns and things like that for the purposes of defending your cattle from wolves and shit like that Hmm. like so there there are firearm loopholes depending on where you live i doubt people that just live in an apartment or a flat whatever they call it in Australia, in Perth, can just have a Glock. Right. But if I think if you are um, out in the country... There, there just the, has to the, be. There has to be a, some kind of... In the outback. Amendment. Yeah, because, I mean, there there's such a thing... Uh, do you know this? There's such a thing for... I think it's mostly revolvers. Snake shot. It's basically a shotgun cartridge for a handgun. So you could have just like a 38 revolver that shoots 38 special, but it's got but you could put snake shot in it and it's basically a tiny bullet that when you shoot it it sprays hundreds of tiny BBs so that you can kill snakes with a, shot, a single shot without having to aim particularly well. And I know if I was going to be in the uh outback of Australia, I'm going to want something to kill all the things out there that are trying to kill me. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> well, that's the joke, and you know, and like the country of Australia is like, yeah, everything's trying to kill you. Yeah, snakes, bugs, critters, <laughs> wild animals, other people, other people. <laughs> There's got to be a good Australian horror movie out there somewhere. There, of course, there is. Yeah, just real sandy and and real sandy. Yeah, like we're gonna put. That was a joke. I used. Is that like a reference to Greece? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Olivia Newton John. Well, I've I've never been able to craft it, but I've always wanted to come up with a stand-up comedy joke that centers around getting attacked by a shark would be bad, but for me personally, the thing that would make it worse was getting dragged onto the beach and getting sand in my <laughs> shark bite. <laughs> it's like the shark bite's bad enough. But I, ha- I mean, I hate sand getting in my ass crack. Now it's in my leg, literally. We're getting close to time, but to that point, <laughs> not on the same level, but exactly the same premise. When yeah. I got into my really bad car accident mm-hmm. when I was 15, we had just stopped at Dairy Queen. I remember this. I, I remember this vividly. Yeah, your parents came. I remember I came. Same. I was there. Uh, were you there? Yeah, I remember oh. being in the hospital and everyone was freaked out that you might have broken something. Mm-hmm. But as it turns out, it was just... well. Yeah, we had just stopped at Dairy Queen. I, I was actually making fun of the the girl that was driving because, of course, I got I'm a real I'm a human being, so I got a, a Oreo, flurry, um, flurry, excuse me, sorry, Blizzard, Blizzard. I got an Oreo Blizzard. She got a strawberry Blizzard. Yeah, like who fucking does that? 
Yeah. But anyways. Somebody who wants to have pretend blood in a car accident. So then literally five minutes later, we get into this just awesome wreck. And Didn't you have the neck brace? Yeah. Yeah. I I was covered. We were covered in ice cream. And, you know, at these accident scenes, it takes a while. Yeah. You know, it can't move you. So long story short, after 45 minutes before they even can get you out of the car... And because they had to like cut the door and shit, it was pretty crazy. Hmm. You're, I remember thinking, one, of course, you're like, fuck, I'm just hurting everywhere. Yeah. But two, it was like, to your point, it sucks to get hit by, bit by a shark. Yeah. But the sand in the open wound would be the thing for you. Yeah. For me, it was like, my whole body hurts, but I am so fucking sticky. <laughs> this is so gross. I'm so like, <laughs> your whole body is just sticky. Yeah. And we get to the hospital, they open the, va- the van door. My, my mom, strawberry smell in the he, car. Well, my, like, my mom was trying to, she, to her credit, she was being really calm, which blew my mind. I fully expected the full on like Jewish mother. Like, oh my god! <laughs> right when they open the ambulance door, yeah. you know. See, I would, but, I would more or less expect like the 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 black mother at the funeral reaction. Like, my baby, my baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it wasn't. She was, t- but the uh, other the driver's mom. She was a little bit more hysterical because what they see when they're wheeling us into the hospital, and you you were there, and your parents were there. Yeah. I distinctly remember your parents. I don't remember you. That's funny. I'm sorry. I remember being there. But everybody, all these people that, that knew, or they described it so well. It, it, it <laughs> I just remember. I just remember, and they probably had to because you, you were fairly. You were like fourteen. I don't, maybe I don't know if they just well, leave you all remember, the house. I remember the neck brace, mm-hmm. and I remember the story of Strawberry Sunday basically being confused for like flesh, broken leg, yeah, they flesh. Thought, they thought um, my grandfather saw me. Like first when they were coming down to the hall, and they so all like a banana on your elbow, like his elbow bone was sticking out. It was terrible. Yeah, like, no, but, no, no, it was just in, a because what happened was the vanilla just feeds bleeds away. Yeah, that, that just looks like your skin. What's left looks like mangled flesh on your arms and on your neck. Yeah. So they all thought it was, uh, yeah, the worst of the worst. I, in my mind, I was like, I'm fine, but can I just take a bath? Can someone just? <laughs> New kid, fake headbutt. Oh! <laughs> Ketchup, peck it. <laughs> and the other worst part about that was they have you for just for spinal injuries, they have you uh, on that backboard. Yeah. And they can't take you off of it until they're certain that yada yada yada. They've done enough yeah. tests. But and but the thing about those is they burn. They they rub your head so raw, even with a lot of hair, which I didn't have a lot of hair, but. Mm. Uh, it was the other part, and then the other—not the worst part. I might have already said this, but when they just when the guy walked up to, he was riding with my mom. They were behind the accident scene, and she's like, "I think it's him. Can you go check?" He used to be an EMT, so he walks up there. And he's like, "I used to work in Gwinnett County EMT. We think we might know who's in this wreck. Can you describe the people?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's a 17-year-old redheaded girl, and I'd say I think he was a what did you say? 15-year-old portly, <laughs> portly young man." <laughs> Portly blonde. Oh, you fucker. I was like, if I had heard the gods, you suck, I'm man. I'm sticky, and I hurt, <laughs> and now I hurt here. <laughs> now I'm portly. <laughs> How does he know I buy husky jeans? <laughs> now that ties right back into Dennis and Menace. I was great at hide and seek. Hiding or the seeking? Both. But I had a knack for hiding. I wouldn't think you would have been good at that. Weren't you a fat little boy? <laughs> I was husky. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, you can oh, end yeah. it there. That was Mad Max Night with a lot of Dennis the Menace and a couple of good stories. Little Walter Matthau, we've uh, overly insulted our one Australian listener. I don't think it was no. an insult. You did by continuously saying that all of Australia is like <laughs> is a Mad, Mad Max, Max film. Yeah. Well, hopefully it's this Mad Max film because the original Mad Max films paints Australia to basically be a gay man's paradise. <laughs> Just leather daddies everywhere. The problem now is if Matt's gay. <laughs> You've really taken it to the next level. Well, if he if he is, then the original Mad Max films are a are a treasure. <laughs> Just leather. It's like, uh, oh, you know what movie we need to watch on this note? We need to watch Beastmaster. Oh, talk my. about Rick Torn's finest work. Talk about some gay. I won't even call them undertones. I'll call them overtones. Yeah, those are the guys in the leather daddy uniforms. The only the, gayer movie is Top Gun. Uh, you haven't seen Beastmaster in a while. <laughs> I mean, I'll admit I haven't seen Beastmaster in a while, but I've probably seen Beastmaster 25 times. Now, yeah. mind you, when you're a kid, you don't think like, ah, oh, this is gay. <laughs> you just think Beastmaster's cool as hell. He's got two ferrets. He can speak to all the animals. He lives in a loincloth. He lives in a loincloth. He's constantly running from leather-masked men wearing... Uh, suspenders that go sideways for no particular reason. Right. There's uh, that really They've got ear muscular that drive them insane. So, like, they put the little ear in their, the th- bug in their ear, and then they go crazy, and they just want to kill people over it. Oh, yeah. Now, we do need to watch that now. <laughs> but I will stand by my Top Gun. As being the gayest movie? Yeah. The most, I mean, you can because call Because of the volleyball scene? Well, that, and the crying with his whitey tidies in, in front of the thing. Just the general madness of it. <laughs> I got you, Goose. Yeah. You're with you, Mav. Yeah, well, I mean, I love when Ice... Ice Man. Bites. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's getting picked up. It's Ice... <laughs> we'll see. For your listeners, Brent just clasped his teeth together like the Ice Man did. There you go. I would love it. You know how, like, every once in a while, they get the original actors together <laughs> and do, like, a spoof on the movie they were in? I'd love to see just fat Val Kilmer... Oh, he is so fat. Now. And Tom Cruise do uh, Maverick and Ice, like, you know, present day scene together. And I love how at the end of every <coughs> 80s and 90s action movie, the uh, protagonist and antagonist, they've made up at the end. And, oh, they, yeah. and they do the, you know, the, the thumb grab high five to, you know, like Predator show off the forearms. You can, be my, you can be my wingman anytime. Yeah. I I love, it's like when, uh, <coughs> shit, I think, I think the, the Studio B might get canceled because of the, the kitty cat <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> I love Is it. there not some kind of like uh, other oxen type semen that you can start working on that? No, I'm, I'm taking enough supplements. Maybe tiger bones. It's worth a shot. Some kind of endangered species. Well, I take those for virility. (laughs) Panda soup. We'll just get all the things. Yeah. Well, we've hit a solid hour 46. This has been a good lengthy one. I think we'll wrap it up on tiger bones for virility. (laughs) Uh, Panda soup. Stay tuned next week for episode 18. It just keeps getting better and better. We are getting dangerously close to our, uh, our shows from Redondo. Oh my goodness! And there, there's a lot of. <coughs> he he might be dying. It's possible. The golden voice and the kitty cats do not mix. But yes, eighteen next week. Be looking forward to that. And um, 
Let's get, gonna, out of, let's get out of the cat room I'm before gonna the gold it won't go away. <laughs> WFCUCK! The band! The Golden Voice is going to have to sign out quick because he can't breathe. <laughs> Stay tuned because we've got... <laughs> Fuck it. Shine down! <laughs> See ya. Holla. <laughs>